Welcome to On Mission, the teaching ministry of the Mission Church in Urbandale, Iowa. We exist to love God by loving others, leading them to become fully functioning followers of Jesus Christ. Join Pastor Mike as he teaches through the Gospel of Luke. In John chapter 11, verse 32, we find Mary at Jesus' feet weeping because of the death of her brother. And then in John chapter 12, verse 3, we find Mary at his feet anointing them with oil of perfume. And as we see this and we think about the relationship that they must have had, it is obvious that Mary had a strong personal connection with Jesus. A strong personal connection that is marked with humility, which would be required if you're going to put yourself at someone's feet. It was a relationship marked with humility. Now we come now to truth point number two today. And I want to talk in this truth point a little bit about being at the feet of Jesus. You know, being at the feet of Jesus has both literal and figurative meanings. The literal should be obvious. <laughs> to be at Jesus' feet literal, literally would be to be in close proximity, as close as you can get to his actual feet. Figuratively... Being at the feet of Jesus is about turning from competing distractions to focus on him. Now, Mary had a very unique ability because of time and space. She could physically be at his feet. She could even touch them. That's something we can't do. But we have the ability to be at his feet figuratively, and that is available to us every day at any time of the day. And as we think about being at his feet figuratively, which is all about turning from competing distractions to focus on him, I must then ask you, Christian, do you find yourself at the feet of Jesus regularly? Do you? Do I? Do we find ourselves alone with him in prayer? Do we find ourselves focused to hear from him in the pages of his word? Do we listen in times of quietness to experience his leading deep in the innermost part of our being? If you do, listen to me, if you do, it is because you choose to turn from competing distractions to focus on him. If you do, it is because you plan to have time and place where it's just you and he and together you have communion with one another. Choice plan. May I say to you today that if you choose not to choose, (laughs) and if you choose not to plan, you will not find yourself at his feet because our lives are so filled with activity. And we can easily get so busy that we never are there unless we choose, unless we plan. There's a phrase that I hear a lot. I've heard it from a lot of you. I've actually said it myself. I'm just wondering if it rings true, because it's easy to say it's another to do. That phrase I'm talking about is the one where we say that Christianity is not a religion, but it is a, say it for me. How many of you have ever said that? Would you just show me? How many of you have ever said that? Now, I'm not about to jump on you, okay? So you can be, you can feel free to say, I've said that. I've said that hundreds of times. It's not a relationship. It's not a religion. It's a relationship. But the question is, is that actually true in your life? 
Do you have an ongoing relationship with him? Or do we find ourselves primarily busy checking off the boxes of religious activity? I'm afraid that it's so easy, isn't it? To find ourselves just going in the flow of religious activity. Check that box. I did that. I went to ABF. I went to Sunday worship. I sang the songs. I gave my offering. And that's all great. But that's not necessarily being in relationship. I don't think you would count it a relational thing if someone treated you that way, would you? Those may be important things to do. We need to be at his feet. When we are at his feet, we find we are at the place where the bonds of relationship are formed and strengthened. And we find that Mary, Mary found Jesus too intriguing to not be at his feet. Martha, on the other hand, is another story entirely. She was too busy to sit and listen. Too busy to sit and listen. Now, I want to be very careful here that we not unfairly judge Martha. Let's not do that. Let's not, let's not act as though she's some kind of wild, crazy sinner here. Because in, in all reality, I see nothing in the text that would make me think that she had any wrong motive. Whereas Mary's internal drive was to soak up everything Jesus had to say, Martha's internal drive was to make every part of Jesus' visit perfect for him. And what could possibly be wrong with that? What? What could be wrong with being driven on the inside to make sure that your Lord and Savior, the God who created you, that when he came into your house, everything would be just the way it ought to be? How can we find fault with that? Truth point number three speaks to that, though. When the Lord calls us to a task, the proper response is to give all that we have for him. But contrary to popular belief, the primary call of Christ to his followers is more about being with him than doing things for him. When he comes along and he gives you an assignment then the proper response is you give everything to do for him. But he's not always giving us an assignment that requires that. In fact, I think it would be possible to state that more times than not, the call of our Savior is come be with me as opposed to do for me. A follow-up truth point to number three, truth point number four says this, that the resources required to do anything for him come through being with him. I'm not wanting to put down doing for him because it is part of our walk with him. But the resources that we need to be able to do for him come with being with him. Listen, listen to me, church. Even the Lord Jesus Christ knew this to be true. How many times when we read the Gospels do we find him getting away from the busyness of ministry to spend extended times with the Father? He didn't just go, 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 do, meet, teach, heal, cast out demons, whatever the case may be. That wasn't all that he was doing. In fact, many times he's drawing away intentionally so that he can be refreshed, so that he can be renewed, so that he can have communion, and so that he can have the wherewithal to go out and do for. Each occurrence of the disciples 
doing a successful work for Jesus was preceded by spending time with Jesus. In case it's not clear, we are right now just comparing that doing for with being with. Question, what happens to a Christ follower or what happens when a Christ follower insists on doing for Jesus without being with Jesus first? Well, we find the lesson right here. Martha shows us three words, exhaustion, frustration, blame. When we insist on doing, which most of us seem to find ourselves in that boat. I don't know why it is, but it just seems like it's so much easier to just go and do than it does to set and be with. Maybe it's because we think that when we're setting being with, we're not accomplishing anything. But when we're doing, it's kind of like cutting your grass, right? When you're all done, you can see those nice straight lines. And for those of you who do the diagonal thing, you know, you can sit on your back porch, you can sip your tea, and you can say, wow, look what I've accomplished. It's such a satisfying, Beth knows all about it. She's over there laughing about it. It's such a satisfying thing. Martha shows us, though, what it's like for those who choose to do for without being with exhaustion, frustration, blame. Look at Martha's comments. Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Tell her then to help me. Tell her to get off of her blessed assurance and come in here and give me a hand. She didn't quite say that, but I don't think that hymn had been written yet. <laughs> but I want you to catch the following three missteps of Martha. Number one, notice she accuses Jesus of not caring. <laughs> That's fantastic. You know, this is her special guest. <laughs> This is the one she's doing all the work for. But in her exhaustion and her frustration, she comes accusing, Jesus, don't you care? And then secondly, she blames Mary. She blames Mary for being at his feet and leaving her with all the work to be done. And then she follows up by demanding. She demands that Jesus, her guest, fix the problem. Accusation, blame, Demand. That's what comes out of trying to do for without being with first. And, and friends, this is a scene that is repeated in almost every church of our community, including the mission church, where pastors, elders, deacons, and parishioners tend to do for Jesus without being with Jesus. And it probably explains why we see so little transformation in a realm where there are so many churches. Right here in our own little old community, there's over 450 churches. Man, you would think that this would be Eden. Spoiler alert, it's not. It's a great place. I love Des Moines, but it ain't Eden. And why is it the 450 churches of of believers and followers of Christ aren't seeing more fruit than they are. Well, perhaps it's because they're busy doing religious things instead of taking the time to let the Holy Spirit, as they commune with Jesus, transform their lives and energize them before they go. Now, getting back to, to Martha, I want to be clear this morning that I'm absolutely confident that Martha's motives are pure. I mean, she wants to do for Jesus. And that's a good thing, isn't it? To want to do for someone, to want to serve someone, to want to make life a little bit better for someone, and especially when it comes to Jesus, wouldn't that be just, I mean, isn't that the right way to be? 
Well, that's a million-dollar question, really. And it takes a little bit more thought than we're usually wanting to put into it to answer it. Because here's the deal. As we keep Martha in mind, it is a good thing if Jesus' primary expectation is that something be done for him. But what if his primary expectation is that we be with him? I have found both in the human realm and in the spiritual realm that we have a tendency to want to do for Even when those around us, really, their primary expectation is not that we do for, but that we spend time with. And we think we're doing a great thing because we're doing for. When in all reality, they just want us to be with. I'm guilty, right? And if those around us, and Jesus in particular, if in a given moment in time, the desire is to be with, but we keep doing for, then the question that has to be brought forward is, why are we doing that? What's all the work for? Could it be personal misplaced expectations that originate within us that we elevate to be his or their expectations? Getting away from the spiritual for just a moment, this kind of scene that I'm talking about right now is repeated almost every Thanksgiving, Christmas, Easter, and Fourth of July, isn't it? Isn't it? It absolutely is. This is On Mission. The Mission Church is located at 12001 Ridgemont Drive in Urbandale. To learn more about our ministry, visit our website at themissiondsm.org or call us at 515-255-2122. We gather for worship each Sunday at 10 a.m. We would be honored for you to join us. Have a blessed day, and thank you for listening to On Mission.